Welcome to the Mad Hands Records Podcast, brought to you courtesy of Anchor.fm, the podcast platform that gives you all the tools you need to create your own podcast right from your computer or phone. Anchor then distributes it to Apple, Spotify, Podcast, and many more. You can even make money with minimum listenership. Download the app today or go to anchor.fm. I'm Mad Mike, and I'll be co-hosting this podcast, along with my good buddy, Johnny Rock. Our goal is to hip you to the music and artists of Mad Hands Records. Each episode will concentrate on one release from the label, which covers nearly three decades of recordings from 1994 to the present. Welcome to the Mad Hands Record Podcast. I'm Mad Mike, and today I've got the distinct pleasure of welcoming one of Mad Hands Record's most exciting performers, and a major part of the label over the last few years. I'd like to welcome Mr. Michael Zuko. Mr. Michael Zuko, how you doing, big guy? Sir Madness, calling me from St. Augustine. Yes, indeed. Welcome Could- to the show. Hey, man, good to hear from you. What's going on down there? Well, you know, we're just having a lot of fun in the warm weather, but we're missing a lot of the stuff from up there. Uh, You're one of the main things I miss. Uh, And I just wanted to uh, have a little conversation with you this afternoon and talk about the recording we did back, it's been three years now, Composition 9. That's right. Composition 9. And we've wrapped it up and it got mastered and just in time for the pandemic to start. And you know what's a funny thing? Um, well, it's got the distinction of being the last recording out of Teaneck. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, we're down here. There hasn't been a uh, new recording out, although, well, there's been Charlie's. We're expecting the big one to come out this year. Uh, right. Charlie Thomas. But really, you're yeah, the last. Yeah, so sad. So sad to hear about poor Charlie. Yeah. That that just that hit me hard. What, what a, an amazing artist and I was just looking at all the catalog of songs that he used to do. It's a big one. Uh, it's it's big. I had no idea. It's it just goes on and on and on because he was in he was just doing it for so long. He's uh, got the distinction of being the only drifter to be on every recording from '59 till they uh, stopped recording. That is a stretch. That is some run, I got to say. It is. Well, you know, you've got quite a stretch uh, run of your own. Now, before we get into a Composition 9, I want to just talk a little bit about us getting together because it went way back before we did work on this record. And I was trying to think, was scratching my head, and I'm thinking it was somewhere around 2010 that we got together first. Yeah, I think that's about right. We, um, you know, because Ray always, Ray Powers always talked about you. And um, we were losing the drummer that we had at the time had moved on. So we, we were looking for someone with the backbeat to help us out. And I think the first gig we did, Mike, was in Coney Island. You know, I think you're right. Um, and I think 2010 is, is the right year, too. We had a gig in Coney Island together. I remember us back uh, backstage at the place and we were just going through the songs really quick. And uh, I don't know, you nailed it all. It was it was like kind of short notice and you got it all down. Well, you know what I remember? It, more than that first gig was our first rehearsal. And I remember it was down in uh, Mad Hand Studio. And right. the first song that I think we practiced was uh, 
two hearts beat as one. And, or one heart beating, actually. Uh, right. And when we finished rehearsing that song, we all just like, wow, man, this thing just felt unbelievable. And, you know, I think yeah. we, we, we cemented the fact that we, we were a good sounding band after we yeah, played was, that song. Yeah, it was song. great chemistry. I mean, you and Ray are super tight because of the, you know, you guys have played together in other in other bands and formations. And Ronnie and I have been playing together forever. So it was really tight. And then Joe Lisa just like glued everything together. So the five of us had a really good sound. It was pretty unique. And it lasted yeah. for quite a bit. Uh, you know, we'll, by the time we get to the end of this podcast, we'll talk a little bit about where you are now. But I want to spend some time just leading up to this recording because it didn't just happen. We were recording, I think we probably started doing some initial recording way back as far as 2014 or 15. And yeah. then we sent, we, we tabled things and you weren't playing for a little while. We went through a period where, wow, we're going to finish these things. I really hope so, man. These are some of the coolest tunes. <laughs> and, you know, I think, yeah, I think when we first started recording, we, we laid down tracks you and I did for uh, a song called Where the Sidewalk Ends, which mm -hmm. eventually was on uh, Composition 9. And then, yeah, I had um, I had second thoughts about about continuing playing. I think we even did sort of the uh, quote unquote final Zuko show at the uh, Salem Roadhouse in Union. Wow, I mean, we that that was our home base. I was it just sure thinking was. about that. You know, Bruce Tangalski, he he just made us feel at home there. What a great he really, place! He really did. Bruce Bruce is just he's the boss to me, and he always made the bands feel comfortable. And we all, and we always sounded good there. It was just a good room to play in. Yeah, I miss that place when you see uh, Bruce again. I, I, I like all his posts, you know, and I like him. I don't know if, you know, I need to uh, reach out and say hi to him because he was a really oh, yeah, super nice guy. But um, anyway, it seems like, you know, you had a lucky thing happen in your life, which brought you back to music. And that was uh, the wonderful woman you were with, Cindy. So, uh, That's right. That's right. I had, I had met Cindy and we started dating and... I started playing, and this is when I already told you guys I really wasn't going to pursue the, the gigging anymore. But I started playing songs for her. We would have like a little concert in her living room every every Friday night for her and her dog, Reggie. <laughs> and she kept saying to me, you know, you really shouldn't stop. The songs are really good. You, you should get in touch with Mike and Ray and, and get this thing up and going again. And, you know, sometimes you need that spark in your life to get that impetus to to pick up the guitar again and say, you know what? it would be kind of silly to stop altogether because really once it's inside you, it's inside you. I think you can relate to that. Yeah. And we, when you uh, called up and said you're ready to get back to work, I can't tell you how happy we both were, all of us mm. actually, because, you know, it was we, we're all busy doing lots of projects, but this one stuck out as one that just was a feel-good thing that we all had a good time doing. And, you, yeah. know, you know, I grew up with the British invasion, and, you know, your stuff... It's very evocative of that style, that period, and that they're always reminding me of that. Not that those are like copies of that style, but it sure evoked that that period of time for me. And oh yeah, well, well, we're all kind of influenced by somebody, and then you know, it's kind of like you, you, everyone gets influenced. You get influenced by something. I get influenced by something, and then we kind of just put it in the pot, stir it up, and then what comes out is sort of a hybrid of all the stuff that we've grown up with. Yeah, yeah, that's mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. And you gave us the freedom um, because whenever we'd uh, rehearse, 
you know, you weren't like, you got to play this, you got to play that. I mean, you were really open to, wow, okay, I like that. (laughs) No, I don't know if that was it. I think you had, you know, your your feeling about what you needed to hear was a little more open. So there was lots of choices. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I always like to. It, for me, the, the band is like a team, even, even though it's it's my name, but it, it, it big deal. As, as far as I know, we're, we're a team together, and I want everybody just to just bring what they what they really are. I would never ask anybody to do something that you know that they didn't want to do, you know, just because then it just even makes it more fun and creative if everybody chips in yeah. on the creative level. And you know, we had a lot of people chipping in. I remember a couple gigs at the uh, Salem Roadhouse where we had people just got up and uh, joined in. Remember JJ one time got up and played oh, with us. Oh yeah, JJ was great. He was he was uh, Ray had him playing, and he was playing with you guys. And and Cindy even said, "Who is that guitar player? That was really good." Yeah. And so you know, he just he just uh, picked up the songs like in no time. He's he's just a really great musician. Well, great. we knew right away. <laughs> we told him to come because he would love your style, and it was it was true. You know, he fit yeah. in perfectly, and it was uh, it was a cool thing. And you know, yeah. all through the years, we've had that kind of uh, rapport. I think you know the, the 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 people that listen to us, you know, got this great feeling about us. Oh you know? yeah. And, yeah, I, and that, I miss that. that. In, I miss that. Mm-hmm. That includes the time we also um, met Erica at the Roadhouse. Erica Cohn, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who I'm in the new new group in now, and she she came down. She was playing with Lisa Coppola at the time. She was singing with her, and uh, before you know it, she was joining us. If you recall, that we used to rehearse at uh, at your studio, and she would add all her harmonies and all sorts of things, and it gave us even another dimension. Oh, it's amazing voice. Now, what I want to play first here, off of this composition nine, is the tune we were just talking about. Was the uh, when the sidewalk ends, uh, where the yeah, sidewalk ends. Uh, yeah. Now, talk about who's on this one, because I, you know, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Erica is on this one. Uh, actually, she's not on sidewalk. Oh, okay. okay, it's um, uh, it was the first song I recorded with with you at Mad Hands, and what I did was I just put a double track, uh, like a real simple open tuning rhythm on it. And then uh, in comes Joe Lisa's violin part. So it's really just uh, Joe and I on that track. Right. And, and live, that was the same thing. We got to sit back and watch you. And right, right. Everybody like laid that. back. Exactly. I think Ronnie made, made, maybe stuck a fill-in on the guitar like here and there, just like a note here and there. But primarily, it was just uh, Joe Lisa and myself. Awesome. Let's let everybody hear this first song, Where the Great. Sidewalk Ends. Beautiful tune. Let's listen to it. Sometimes 
your one love is deeply rooted in your past. You and me in that special place, a lifetime going by so fast. I'll kiss you more than anybody ever could kiss you most right now. Every time the sky turns dark, think about the promise we made. I'll meet you where the sidewalk ends someday. That was Where the Sidewalk Ends. Sir Michael Zuko off of his 2020 release on Mad Hands Records, Composition 9. Yeah. Nine yeah, thanks one. for spinning that one, Mike. That, that's, uh, that's one of my faves. <laughs> oh, you know, the whole album is just full of uh, just keepers. And we're going to play a couple more here. Oh, thank you, man. Um, yeah, thanks. You know, it's um, this next song that I want to play, it, it's... Uh, uh, we've done it a number of ways when we played live. We've done it acoustically. We've done it with a band. Right. And the story of it is what really makes this this, this song special. And I'm talking about um, the um, uh, eyes of an immigrant. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's a song that I wrote about. I wrote for my mom. And the lyrics are pretty, uh, you know, pretty self-explanatory. She came here from, uh, you know, after World War II, she, was, she came here from Germany. She was in a camp for displaced persons. I don't even know how... She got through. I don't know how anybody gets through that, but you know the song was just sort of like an homage for her to uh, you know just she's my hero, and I just I just needed to acknowledge that. Uh, I remember when you when she passed, and you uh, made us all aware of that at one of the gigs at the uh, the Salem Roadhouse. It was, uh, yeah, that's right. It was very shortly after she passed away, and we had a gig that Saturday. It was, it was actually a few days later. Very touching. Very touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty that. emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we've done this song, like I said, uh, as a band, like you're going to hear on this recording. But you do it a lot. We we played it quite often as an as a, an acoustic number, and I'm sure you do it now uh, with your your quartet. Because oh yeah, just... we do do it. We we do it. Well, we don't have a drummer in the band because our drummer's and uh, you know he's down in Florida right now <laughs> with the coconuts. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, one of the gals in the band, she actually plays a djembe. 
wow. So cool. we've, we've got like a little rhythm section going there. She showed up at a gig with the djembe and just started playing and we've been using it ever since. Now the recording was just uh, wonderful and you topped it off with this great little intro that you brought in from a recording. Of yeah, that, that soundbite is actually is, is a street soundbite from over a hundred years ago. Wow. You're going to hear it in a second. It's really an iconic song, Mike. And I, this is probably one of my favorites, I think. Oh, thanks, Mike. Uh, let's let everybody listen to it. And let's talk about who's on this before we uh, get into it. Because, again, on the recording, it lists all the players. But the reason why I asked you on the last one about who was on, it doesn't say who's on what tune. And I'm, you know, I'm listening. Oh, I think that that's Ron on that. I think that that was Mike playing acoustic. So let yeah. me know all, who was playing what. On this, I think when we laid the track, when you and I laid the tracks down, I put the um, again, I put like an open, I play in an open tuning, um, kind of weird E flat, open E flat. So I put a double, uh, double acoustic track down, uh, did the lead vocals, did some of the harmony, and then Erica Cohen is in there too. She's got some of the harmonies, um, on the tune as well. And Ronnie is Ronnie Materatondo is doing uh, a lot of the electric guitar work on that. Right, and of course, I think there's a touch of a keyboard in there too, if I'm not mistaken, just to add like a pad in the back. So I think that uh, you and I put that keyboard together. Right, I remember that. Now, right. uh, Tornado Ray was playing on this as well, right? Okay, I'm not sure. If, I don't know if Ray is on that track. I don't think there's a bass on it. I, I really don't think so. Okay. Okay, well, we're going to listen to it. Yeah, there's no bass on this one. This is more like the acoustic version. Gotcha. Let's listen to it. This is uh, Eyes of an Immigrant from Michael Zuko from 2020, Composition 9. Let's listen to it. Eyes of an Immigrant. your courage or your insight in a world of uncertainty you cross the ocean put it all on the line just a pound in your pocket a fading memory of a love left behind Sometimes I imagine myself in your place On a ship in the night Cold and dark, just an unknown face You cross the river You put your heart on the line Just a prayer in your pocket A fading memory Of a love left behind the eyes of, the eyes of, the eyes of the immigrant Through the eyes of, the eyes of, the eyes of the immigrant And with your hands and your heart before you Determination you never 
of an immigrant michael zuko off his 2020 release composition nine beautiful song michael well thank you mike thank my mom too <laughs> for inspiring it absolutely if you'd like to hear more music from mad hands records and maybe even purchase a song or two the best place to go is madhandsrecords.bandcamp.com The whole catalog is up there, and you can listen to any song on the site without charge. There's a lot of content, so take your time and visit often. MadHandsRecords.BandCamp.com If you like the Mad Hands artwork on Bandcamp, check out my site, MindOfManto.com, all one word. Some of my more familiar oils, as well as sketches, and some of my album cover art is on that site. Email me at monto51 at yahoo.com and tell me what you think. All right, well, that's uh, Bandcamp. And you know what? You can go to Bandcamp, Mad Hands Record, uh, my site there, and listen to Mike Zuko's music as well, because he's on the label, and all his stuff from Composition 9 is up there, as well as the album cover. And, you know, you don't have to buy anything when you go to Bandcamp. You can listen to it. But, you know, if you go there, you're going to buy something. You're not going to leave without paying a dollar for a song. Come on. I mean, this is some great stuff. So hopefully you'll get uh, up to that site and check out all the stuff on Mad Hands Records. It's a great place. Right, Mike? Absolutely. 110%. Absolutely. Well, you know, I've got one more song that we want to talk about and play from this Composition 9. Yeah. And this one was a lot of fun. You know, this was one of those raucous, you know, bash it out on the tom-toms, entitled Mary Goes Round. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And talk to me a little bit about how this song came about. 
That song, that song was really called from a dream. I had a, if you, the beginning of the song, it's just waking, wake up from a dream to a carnival sound. And the dream was just like trying to meet somebody at, at the beach. And no matter how we tried to meet up, something got in the way, whether it was like, uh, you know, a thunderstorm or stuck in traffic or, you know, <laughs> something, something along those lines. So it was pretty much called from a dream. And, uh, it's, it's it's like one of those songs that I put together fairly quickly, and uh, that's when I showed it to you guys, and we put it all together. Yeah, I think we re- we probably rehearsed it and played it the same night uh, that we learned yes, it. Yes, I think I, we I, did, actually. We played it at the Roadhouse yeah. quite, quite a few years back, I think. Yeah, it was a number of years. I, remember yeah. I think we played that one out in uh, the Long Island City Bar, I think. That's true. We played it at the LIC Bar, too. Yeah, I still got my little token from that place. <laughs> Is that for the uh, free drink? Yeah. Well, Mike, it never expires, man. So if you have a thirsty, you can always hop in the band and then come up to Long Island City. I'm coming, man. You got a place for yeah. me to stay when I'm there, right? You got that $5 beer waiting for you. <laughs> Let's talk about who's uh, doing the solo on this thing. Okie doke. Well, uh, I think, again, it was that formula of me putting the, uh, the acoustic rhythm track down. Uh, Ronnie's got a little bit of uh, an electric rhythm going there. Bray is definitely on there with the bass. Uh, we got you, of course, doing all the percussion and the drums. And Joe Lease is on there. Joe Lease has got the um, has got the lead guitar, electric lead guitar on that one. Yeah, you know, and talking about recording and recording styles, it was always interesting. I always liked how you you recorded your your vocals because you didn't you weren't heavy handed about putting you know tons of different uh, parts down, you know. Or, doubling, tripling, quadrupling, doing, you know, multiple tracks. Right. You were happy at the most having two, you know, and you didn't always even do that. You sometimes didn't even need to double your voice. And it always just yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes if it's a ballad, I, I would just stick with a single track. But, uh, you, you know, you worked with me. So we had, um, we usually double track the lead vocal. And then I would put a harmony on top of it. I think I did that on Mary Goes Round. Right. So then I'll double track the harmony and then I'll, I'll look through you through the glass and if you give me the thumbs up, I know it was okay. Yeah. And then we go on to the next one. But yeah, I mean, I know there's some folks that like to layer it and there's nothing wrong with that to make it that really big vocal sound. But whenever we did the playback at your place, it always seemed like the two, the double vocal was, was more than enough. Right. Again, the songs dictated that. And I think right. that's, uh, you know, you played with them what the song called for. Yeah. And, yeah, you I know, mean, when you got a voice like yours, you don't need to have 20 of them coming at you. One is... Ah, yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> no, I mean, one of them is enough. It's Somebody told me that once. I don't want your voice coming at no, me. No, that's not what I meant. You know I didn't mean that. <clears throat> no, it's a beautiful voice. And, you know, it didn't need to have it augmented to sound good is what I meant. Oh, thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah, so it always felt like the double, and then we'd say, okay, you know, we got this, and then we then we would double track the uh, the harmony. You know, once again, we're listening to Michael Zuka talk about the 2020 release on Mad Hands Records, Composition 9, a recording that almost didn't see the light of day. And fortunately, it did. We rushed like crazy before COVID to get this thing mixed, mastered, and released. And we had a lot of people involved in it, including uh, uh, Willie Weist, if you recall, who did the That's mastering right, for this. That's right, he did the master. Do you know he lives down here in Florida, too, now? 
Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had pretty, enough if to. If you're still mastering, you could pretty much do that from anywhere, I would gather. Yeah, he's uh, he's living in Orlando now. So he, he's... Oh, uh, good for him. I hope he's well. Yeah, he's doing good. But, you know, l- let's get down to it and play this last song because we still got a little bit more to talk about after that. Excellent. Let's listen to Mary Goes Round, Michael Zuko. I wake up from a dream to a carnival sound Cotton candy girls and the wheels spinning round Round. That was Michael Zuko off of the 2020 release, Composition 9. 
Yeah, that's another one of my favorite little thingies. Uh, if you notice at the very end, the tag at the end of the song, there's a little uh, carousel music going on that just kind of fades fades away. Of course, I love it. I love those little calliopes, things. Calliopes, man, they're they're, they're fun. It, it's kind of like the Beatles when they would come into recordings with their little snippets of things and ask George Martin to throw them in. You know, always fun. Oh to have those yeah, things. they did all kinds of stuff like that. I think that's probably what I got. <laughs> We won't get it from somewhere. <laughs> well, listen, Michael, you know, uh, after this recording came out in uh, 2020, COVID hit, changed a lot of our lives. Uh, oh, it sure did. What happened for you wasn't necessarily a bad thing because... Uh, no, not at all. You found that you were able to play outdoors for a lot of these small places that wanted to keep attracting people to come in. And, well, yeah. And you had a little quartet. You know, Erica had already been playing with you. And there's two other people. Uh, Jeff Phillips, I believe, is the other guitar player. That's right. There's and Jeff Phillips and there's uh, Jen Starr. Jen Starr. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing now. Yeah, but what what you said was true. When COVID hit, I mean, it was scary. We didn't know what to do, where to go. There was no forget about playing out. The gigs just disappeared. Um, but Erica actually has. Uh, she lives over in Montclair, New Jersey. And she's got a backyard space. So I called her one day and I said, you know what? We don't have to stop practicing together. We'll just practice in your backyard when, you know, weather permitting. So it turns out we would get together once a week and we formed like this really tight bond with music. And, and she, Eric is not only a, a good friend and a great bandmate, but she's a really good teacher. And she was teaching me all sorts of vocal vocalization uh, techniques and harmony techniques so then the two of us would practice every week. And then uh, I was able to get a gig at this bar called Frenchies. And uh, Jeff Phillips comes to mind because he, he used to play at Frenchies all the time. Uh, Frenchies had decided to do some shows out in their parking lot, like a lot of these clubs started to do. They were turning their parking lots into like little beer gardens. So uh, Jeff played with me that night. And then Erica came along at the second gig at Frenchie's and then Erica was talking about her friend, Jen. And we said, well, you know, bring Jen down. They used to, Jen and Erica used to sing in a, a vocal group back in the nineties together. And Jen was just going to come by and, and at an outdoor gig that we had in summit. And she was just going to stop by and do a tune or two, but she ended up doing two full sets with us. And we've been together ever since. And you guys are working a lot. And, you know, you've got uh, the Salem Roadhouse. You just played there not too long ago, I believe. Yeah, we just played there back in October. We had a, a, we had a really busy uh, 2022. Um, so we were, we were gigging a lot. We were gigging pretty much all over New Jersey. We played up in, uh, up in Scarsdale. We've played. Yeah, so we were playing around the area, around the New York, New Jersey area. And then um, we're taking a little bit of a break after October, but only gig-wise, because we decided to go into the studio and cut some new tracks and see how that would come out. Yeah, I miss having you in mad hands, but you're in capable hands, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we're, we're recording with a, with a gentleman named Tom Lucas, and he runs a, a recording studio called Laughing Boy. And uh, Tom's a great singer-songwriter of his own, so he was um, he was excited, and we were excited to get in there just just to hear what it was going to sound like with the four of us. Right. Uh, we you know we would draw a crowd, and people would really dig the band, sort of like a modern day mamas and papas, 
So we said, you know what, let's let's go and track some of this stuff and uh, let, let's see what, what comes out. Now, we do have one song that you uh, sent me from that recording session, I imagine. Now, how many songs are you working on and when will they be coming out? Okay, right now we decided to just go in and do this one single song and put it out as a single. So when you play it, Mike, on your show, it'll be the first time that anyone's hearing it. Okay. Um, we're going to continue tracking, and we'll probably have something ready to go by the autumn. Wow, that's awesome. We yeah, know- and it sounds like it's going to be anywhere from like, uh, it could be up to about 12 songs, because uh, it's not just me doing the singing. I mean, the girls in the band have their own tunes, and we're going to, you know, we all take turns being the lead vocalist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of variety there. I can't wait to hear it. Um, well, you know, we've got this one song entitled Things Beyond the Stars that I want to play uh, to get on out of here. And again, this is the four of you playing, and this is going to be a prelude of what's going to be coming over the next year with That's uh, right. Michael Zuko. Now, I'm not going to stop promoting Composition 9 and always hoping that at some point you're going to say, Mike, we, do, we are going to tour with those tunes and oh, I need you to absolutely. come play drums. And I'm going to go, I'm ready. Let's go do it. <laughs> Uh, and don't forget that drink ticket. No, I have it. I got it sitting right here on my counters, man. I'm looking at it right nice. now. Awesome. Um, you know, I always remember you. That's not the only way I remember by looking at that, but it's one of the little, you know, things yeah, that thanks, triggers Mike. memories. <laughs> yeah, man. We had some uh, good times together and some good recording sessions together and some uh, wacky gigs together, too. Yeah. It's all good. Well, let's hope that, you know, that's not the end of it. You know, we're going to be in touch. You know that. And uh, I'll be supporting you like you know uh, I always do. Uh, again, go to Bandcamp, all my listeners. You can listen to Michael's stuff right now uh, off of Composition 9. And we're going to listen to one of his new songs now with his quartet, which is entitled Zuko, Phillips, Cone, and Star. And the song, Things Beyond the Stars. So until next time, skate and donate. Michael, thanks so much for coming on. Mike, thanks for having me on. You got it. Talk soon. Beyond the stars
Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mad Hands Records podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email me at madmikecullens at gmail.com or monto51 at yahoo.com. And please, tell us what you think. We'd appreciate it. Also, check us out on Facebook, Mad Hands Records. Well, until next time, tan. Don't burn. And cross on green, not in between.